everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Until the end of time. Oh, James, that's very clever. Thank uh, you. Yes, that is right. It is until the end of time, because on today's episode, we have a guest here with us, Ty of Side Character Quest. Hello, Ty. Hey, everybody. Uh, does this mean that when I die, the show stops? <laughs> hmm. Do you I know? have a tauntine going with this show? Yes, but... I didn't want to put any pressure on you, but only by striking me down do yeah. you guys free yourself exactly. from it's, this it's eternal like a, It's curse. like a reverse that. It's like you can't die as long as the show goes. That's a uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh god, Marvel! Please keep the podcast Dorian Gray. Uh, I think <laughs> the pod- as you as, age, the podcast as get worse. I say the same. The- yeah. <laughs> To the point where we're just like, it's nothing but, t- like, the last 20 episodes are nothing but tangents, have nothing to do with the scenes that we say we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, jeez. If that's the case, we, I'm so sorry, recording. Ty. I'm so sorry to hear about your prognosis yeah. of 15 episodes ago, it being not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was, j- oh, man. Okay, never mind. I was about to start a tangent, uh, but well, I will hold off on that. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Hit your tangent. Let's, let's, let's hit it immediately at the start of the show. I... I was just going to say that I was just listening. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so, Ty, before we hit <laughs> yeah. the actual scenes. Yes. Uh, there are two things to discuss. The first okay. being... Uh, why uh-huh. don't you tell our listeners, uh, if they aren't already listeners of Side Character Quest, just give them a little rundown of what Side Character Quest is, what you do on the show, stuff like that. So um, Side Character Quest is a podcast uh, where I bring on a guest to play D&D for a few episodes. Um, you can listen to each of those quests individually, like most movies in the MCU, but like the MCU, as you listen to more of them, you'll find overlapping characters, locations, plot lines that fit together to build a larger story. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we what I am. So cool. That's what I post. That's <laughs> that, what I, that, that is, is me. All, the entirety of me. That is my entire being. I am the podcast. I am a individual am episode <laughs> hosted on an RSS feed that has become sentient. I mean, uh, what is life though? I mean, like well, what's life, but an RSS feed persisting. Mm, very good. Uh, okay, so the other question that we always ask guests on their first time on the show is, what is your history with Marvel, whether it's the comics or the movies or both? What's been your sort of Marvel journey? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I think I have a, a very similar thing for anybody who grew up in the 90s and then, let, you know, was in their teens in the aughts of, um, you know, watching the Spider-Man animated TV show, watching various other adaptations, X-Men and stuff like that, and then watching all of the Marvel movies as they came out, that sort of stuff. I do have one little twist on this, which is that my dad in the 90s was super into comic books, very specifically uh, the Punisher, Hulk, 
and Wolverine, I think, oh, which is very, very 90s. They were, in, they were on a team together, those three. Were I they? I think so. I have... Wait. He, I think he at one point they might the have been on then. Thunderbolts. No, I think they um, were in yeah, def- a I, version of the Defenders. Keep talking. I'm going to grab my cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he... We would go when we were when i was like five or six we would go to the local comic book store and just spend like hours wandering the stacks and just literally reading like one comic from a series not having under any understanding that there was any continuity between everything um yes and then that that life persisted uh basically up until the point that a pipe burst and destroyed my dad's entire comic book collection uh and then he just kind of then he kind of lost steam in comic sure. stuff until uh, until the Marvel movies started coming out. You said Punisher, Wolverine, and uh, and and Hulk and Hulk. Hulk, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is actually um, this is your and Colin's childhoods put together in uh, New Fantastic Four. <gasps> yeah, with uh, Spider Man. I can't make a good. I did know about that. New Fantastic Four. That makes so yeah. much. Oh Again, man, so that's really good. It's a Wolverine, Spider-Man, Gray <laughs> Hulk, and Ghost Rider. Um, who in, in oh, my mind, okay. I for sure uh, equate Punisher, Punisher with Ghost Rider all the time. Well, you know what? <laughs> they though? have similar vibes. Yeah. Different, char- very different characters, Skulls, but they have. I guess they feel like they come from the same yeah. place. You're not wrong uh, though, because guess who has actually been Ghost Rider for a couple of years? In uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, is it you? Really? You no, know, it's oh. Frank Castle, the Punisher. Really? Yeah, that makes sense though. Wow. He becomes the Galactic uh, Punisher. I'm not Punisher. I'm sorry, the Galactic um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Wait. So is his? Oh, sorry. We are way off topic already. You're is fine. his? Uh, is his steed like the ship that they are in? No, it's it's like oh, a. Dang. It's basically just like a flying motorcycle. It's actually kind of tight, like. I believe it just like it uses flames to just flow through space, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's really good. And then he does, instead of flames around his skull, uh, most of the time, it comes up as like this big giant like orange helmet. Uh, right. To oh, like cover his head. So like it still looks orange. Yeah. But then it, it, it's like keeping him alive, essentially, which is yeah, really cool. That's very cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well. Um, yeah. No, but that, that makes sense, though, too, right? Because like literally in the 90s growing up, uh, if you were looking at like Target or something like that, and you were like, "I want to buy a T-shirt," like as a young boy, <laughs> every graphic tee like section had like a shirt, a lunchbox, whatever that for sure had at the very least these three people on it: Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Hulk, and Wolverine. And then occasionally you might have your Captain's Americas, yeah, um, oh, yeah. or. Uh, very rarely an Iron Man. Iron Man was only really ever popular like in the Avengers. You could yeah. see you, like, you, know you could mean? see Ghost Riders but sometimes I, if it was a particular like That's true. Like, I think in like the early 2000s, yeah. I think. Yeah. I really I really liked War Machine mm-hmm. in Marvel vs. Mm-hmm. Capcom. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think he also showed up in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now I'm just having flashbacks to CeCe's Pizza on a Sunday with a pocket full of quarters (laughs) going back to play some Marvel versus Capcom. (sighs) That's that's great, though. That's a good game. Psylocke, Cyclops, uh, Magneto, I think, right? War Machine. Yeah, yeah. Juggernaut. Hulk, Juggernaut. Juggernaut was in it. Spider-Man. That might be it, I think, for, for the Marvel folks. Yeah. Capcom. Oh, probably Captain America, yeah. actually. I don't know why I wouldn't put him in. He, I'm sure he's in that. He's got to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, that's that's good though. Like, listen, I don't think that's necessarily all tangents. I think that maybe <laughs> a minute of that <laughs> so is like fifty yeah. percent tangents. But no, but there's yeah, still yeah. interesting and relevant information about us growing up and like learning things, you know, which I think yeah, is cool. Totally. Um, and so uh, with that though, Ty, yes, uh, it's time to get right into the magic of the MCU. Um, actually, so real quick, I, I, because we were talking so much about then like the, the cartoons <laughs> and stuff like that, remind me, what was the first MCU movie that you ever saw? Me? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if we're, if we're counting, you know, pre multiverse stuff, I, I would uh, say, uh, well, give me both answers just okay. in case, you know? Um, I mean, if we're counting the stuff before they added in the idea of the multiverse, then my first would probably be the first iron man i think did did the hulk come out the same summer as iron man hulk came out right at like the next it's no it's yeah. the second one it was like so right yeah it was after. right after right. okay i am not i might have seen hulk first i'm not 100 percent sure hmm. um but i but i think that i saw iron man first um and then if we're including like you know the new sort of tenuously connected right mcu stuff I guess it would probably be the first X-Man movie. Mm. Mm, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for that. I just want to make sure because uh, you never know. Because like sometimes people are like, my first movie was like, I don't know, Thor 2. And then I went backwards from there. And you're Oof. like, whoa, okay. Wow. What, 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 <laughs> what, a, what a start. Also, proud <laughs> of you really... for seeing that and going, I should see the others. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, unless you're like, surely the rest of them are much better, right? Um, I don't. You, yikes! Sorry. Thor did 2. we talk about? I can't remember what was my first MCU movie because I know I had a big, huge gap. I think you had said that like at one point you were about to watch Infinity War, and then you were like, "Wait, I gotta watch all the other like, stuff." Wa- but you had seen one thing. Like I didn't watch Incredible that. Hulk until I had this list. Right. Yeah. Correct. Because then I, I I don't remember. Yeah. I know it's in that first episode where yeah. you mentioned you had seen one thing. And then, like, years went by, and then someone was like, let's go watch Infinity War. And you're like, I'm not ready. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I am not ready, yeah. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember hearing you talk about that, of yeah. just, like, I think I watching this Avengers. and then going back. Yeah. I, that it's, could also it's funny. Sense. This, this project just feels like the project of somebody who has been a huge fan of, of the MCU since its inception and has always been super into it. And it's... Colin raising his hand slowly on the Zoom call, um, and so it's it's so fun to like realize like oh no that is not the place that you were coming from. Right. You guys are coming from yeah. very different directions. I like it. So here is the scene. Uh, we are starting at eight minutes and ten seconds, and we are running through nine minutes and six seconds. It actually did blow my mind that this scene was less than a minute. Yeah. When I was writing all this down, I was like, whoa, because honestly, I feel like so much happens. Absolutely. O'Connell, Michael, Kaminsky, Henry. We see men in their boxers sitting, reading newspapers as a doctor barks out names to approach a desk. One man from behind his paper says, boy, a lot of guys getting killed over there. Two newspapers come down slowly. They call out for Rogers, Stephen. We see a larger man and a frail man. The bigger of the two says, kind of makes you think twice about enlisting, huh? Steve folds up his paper, puts it down and says, nope. And it gets Uh. right in line. So Rogers, good. <laughs> the doc looks through the file, then looks up at Stephen and makes a face. What'd your father die of? Mustard gas. He was in the 107th Infantry. I was hoping I could be assigned to. Mother, she was a nurse in a TB ward. Got hit, couldn't shake it. 
We then see an extensive list of maladies on his file. Real quick, let me read through these. Uh, right ear discharge, left ear Gross. discharge, oh. asthma, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, uh, sinusitis. Sinitis? Yeah, it's a sinusitis, Whatever. but they um, spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that does not look right. Uh, chronic or frequent colds, high blood pressure, palpitation or pounding in heart, easily fatigability, which I feel like that's also you not You can the easily word. be put um, into fatigues. That's actually a pro for, for <laughs> the Army. <laughs> uh, heart trouble, nervous trouble of any sort, has had household oops, has had household contact Same. with tuberculosis, parent or sibling with um with uh diabetes. Uh, this was this is bad because the word slightly cut off my head started to immediately go to diarrhea and I was like that's not the word <laughs> that's certainly not it. Uh, that was like that's embarrassing. Anyway, so the doc looks back up and says, "Sorry, son." Steve asks him to give him a chance. You'd be ineligible on your asthma alone. Is there anything you can do? I'm doing it. I'm saving your life. And he stamps the file. 4F. Steve looks dejected. Now, real quick, before we get into any thoughts, I did want to say that it's very weird to me. I've always wondered this, and I have captions on with, with Disney+. Plus. The Disney Plus captions have that line of, boy, a lot of guys getting killed over there as Steve and yet I feel like it is distinctly not his voice. Mm. Yeah. It's like weirdly yeah, higher pitched than his voice. So if it weird. is him, then that means the ADR was wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that was him. His ghost yeah, I, I think it's, it's a, a goof. Yeah, I, it's possible that like when they were writing up the captions because you can't see who said it, they were just like, it's probably yeah. Steve. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so. Uh, before we get into any kind of questions or anything like that, Ty, any thoughts or comments on this scene yeah. that we've just seen? Um, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. first one is, uh, that, uh, well, I'll hold off. On, I'll hold off on this one because I think it comes into play in the next scene. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the other one, um, is that if you look for it, then the, CGI of little Steve mm -hmm. is jarring, uh -huh. but only if you look yeah. for it, in my opinion. I think so. Mm -hmm. It is surprisingly like solid and good and holds up in a way that a lot of CGI and a lot of things, even stuff that came out like last year, does not <laughs> hold up. Like, if you are not looking for yeah. it, it feels real. Yep. Absolutely. One of the reasons for that, and I think we've talked about it on some previous episode somewhere, uh, is about how they did it, essentially, or how they went about it, which was essentially, it's a, it, to some extent, kind of like how they do de-aging, but also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what they would do is, is they would uh, have him perform the scene and the actions, like, you know, essentially like it not exactly mocap but like they would have him do the actions and then they would have this other guy who is like the body double basically yeah. redo those same motions and they would uh try to composite the two together where they would uh essentially just chip away at his body digitally and like yeah. stitch the two things together and then there's one other element that i can't remember what it's called but like basically it's like three separate things that get composited together and so it is a thing where occasionally because this is what I think happens with CGI of like bodies versus the head. Yeah. The head occasionally just looks a little funky. Right? Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, is that like when you realize what they're about to do to his body kind of thing, you're like, yeah. 
That is crazy that they were able to make him this small. Yeah. You know, you have to be looking for the seams. Yeah, right. Once you see the seams, you can see sure. them. Right. Like they are, it, it, they are there. But if you're looking at his body, like in that moment when you see him come out and he looks so frail and everything, mm-hmm. you are looking at his body. You're not looking at his his. Uh, you're looking at his body, or you're looking at his, his face. Right. You're not looking. If you're at trying the to look at the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, well, it's very, on. it's very well done. Uh, special effects artists who did that or responsible for that. Bravo, you did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. A plus. Um, yeah. There's a whole. Uh, that, that's my only other thought. <laughs> th- there's a whole section in the trivia of the Captain America: The First Avenger on IMDb about like they used this. It was like a not a new technology, but like, mm-hmm. like they, they especially, they were like, we want this to look as good as right. you can. Ooh. My um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who the place is, but it's the same place that always does recently. All of those like VFX breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now they're doing it with video. I think when, when some of the early MCU stuff happened, it was just written up as articles, like interviews basically. Like, that's where I remember reading about, like, their whole process. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it's that thing of, like, you, you figure, well, sure, it was probably just, like, this piece and this piece. And then, like, you look at how many steps go into it and you go, wow. And they did that, like, you know, a snap of the, well, okay, probably not a snap of the fingers. But <laughs> still, you know, it's it seems, they make it look easy. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm sure it's hard as hell. Um so it's very cool. I, I had a, a question. I had two things. I know before we started, when we were sort of outlining what we were going to do, I said I had nothing. I now have two things. First of all, okay. what order are they calling these men in? They're like O'Connor, Probably Mark, order of Kowalski. Arriving. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because like it's probably like you show up, you sign a card kind of thing, and they just stick it yeah. in the in the order. Yeah, that's that. And all then right. you that, know, they no. don't want to have everyone standing yeah. in the line because it could block the door and stuff. So they're like, all right, go ahead and sit yeah. down. When we get to your card, we'll pull okay, you up. Okay, that makes sense. That actually that solves the yeah. whole thing for me. Thank you. Uh second, right. when And also maybe appointment times too, honestly. That's true. Oh, yeah. De- yeah, de- yeah, depending on if it's like a walk in situation or a or not. Right. Um the other thing that occurred to me, I was looking for um for something for uh, one of my scenes and uh I saw I saw this comic book from 1987 that you reminded me of. Uh it is a comic book called Captain America versus the Asthma Monster. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Which is uh he meets the oh well, I guess it doesn't say versus he just meets the asthma monster. Maybe it's like a the asthma monster is, is it looks Blind like date. swamp thing with a jet pack that's shooting purple smoke at him. Oh, huh. They were just really just shoot I guess asthma, I'm not really sure. But uh, you know, I like to I like that <laughs> See, he actually took on the uh the thing that might have kept him out of the, the army. Um <laughs> I think that's cool though because that shows that he's like I've overcome this. Yeah. I can yeah, do it again. Exactly. Uh more serum. <laughs> uh, just... What it would it be interesting if like Captain America was exactly the same but he just had asthma and so like th- exactly the same character, exactly the same, you know, in the movie, but there was just like one scene in each movie where he just takes one of those little canisters. Yeah. And does the thing. I feel like that would be really nice for a, for a little kid. I think so too. In the scene where he's just like, where he's like booking it across the airport, and then he's like, oh God, keep going, I'll catch up. Yeah. <sighs> that'd be really yeah. nice. I think that'd be, that'd, be, that'd, be kind of, that'd be kind of good. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep things you know a little a little bit grounded. Yeah. You know. A little more, a little more like, inclusive. You can you can cure only so many things you know with some muscle. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a thought, right? If you get muscly, that doesn't necessarily get rid of yeah. asthma. It just makes your asthma right. stronger. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Your your lungs now have muscles. <laughs> um I like that a lot though, James. That I'm, I can't believe you found that like that immediately. That's incredible. It's, it stood out to me when I saw it first and it it stayed with me. Mm. What a, what a title. They were just like, I don't know, asthma. <laughs> It's the late 80s. So, what do we have to contend against? True. Uh, so, okay, I have two questions. Okay. Um, and I'm going to preface this because I'm probably going to edit this part out unless we go with both of them. Uh, I have two. One of them I think is like, like probably fun. The first one, like, <laughs> if people are like, actually, I don't know if I want to mention that on air or whatever, that's also fine. Okay. But it just got me thinking. So let's okay. start with the first one. What are yours? Yes. If there was a draft today, right, like a large yeah. call to sign up for an armed service, and we're not going to get into, like, whether you want to go or not. It's, yeah. That's why we're sticking with, like, it's a draft. Because it's a draft. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, though, that if you showed up, right, to, like, one of these things, and they called called you up, do you think that they would accept you or do you think that there would be a reason that they would be like, you know what, actually, thank you for your time. You may exit stage left. Uh, uh, we're assuming age age limit's not an issue, right? Yeah. Oh, crap. Because <laughs> um, I'll say that we're probably like in, in this scenario, I'm, let's say we're at Steve's age. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever you were like during that time. See, I I think uh, I have a couple of cousins who were in the army, um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a similar framework as them. Um, So on that basis, I think they probably would accept Mm me. Uh, Yeah, probably. Probably. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, well, if we're if aging out isn't an option, which is sort of what I'm making on for all future drafts, <laughs> um, I did have childhood epilepsy, so that pretty much uh, mm. knocks me out. And uh, as I was oh. mentioning on a future episode in the past, when we recorded it in the past, but it takes place <laughs> in the future, um, I had a cleft open palate. <laughs> Time is weird. Where they took a piece of my hip out, so probably they'd be like, you kind of oh, need right. most Wait, of your hip. What? I had a cleft open palate, and it had a hole in the back yeah. of my like right where my soft palate is. So they took the pointy part of one of my hips and popped it up there in my, in the, my, my, the back of my mouth to seal up that hole. Someone must've thought of that at some yeah, point. Absolutely. Mm. Like uh, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I got my, wow. I got in a macho man, Randy Savage wrestling pillow buddy the day before because the surgery was on boxing day which was cool and i immediately drooled anesthetic uh liquid on it <laughs> so macho man randy savage had a birthmark on him for the rest of his tenure in my life cool Ooh, yeah uh and uh oh yeah brother. snap into a oh, club yeah. uh <laughs> snap into a plugged up soft palate oh yeah um <laughs> no yeah. more drainage so, brother <laughs> well the normal amount um right so, <laughs> clear air pads brother oh yeah so yeah i think i'd probably be pre- and you know so let's say we're you know 25 i you know i wasn't in any better shape i was in better shape than i am in sure. now but listen i you know <laughs> listen. one time i had to run home run back to my dorm because I'd forgotten my three and a half inch floppy disk, which had my paper on it. It was the early two thousands uh-huh. <laughs> and it ne- I had the printout, but he's like, I also need this, the disk. And I was like, Oh crap. So I ran and now thinking about that, 
makes me a little out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that thought entirely. 25, I was not in great shape either. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, 27 and uh, 22, I think, were, uh, like, as far as, like, my adult life, uh, yeah. were probably the most fit I've ever been. Although, yeah. I, you know, I've got a little bit of heft on me right now, but I would say that I'm actually doing pretty good. I've been hitting the gym again pretty frequently recently. I'm not exactly Marvel ready, but I actually know that, like, for sure... I can ride a bike faster and I can lift heavier weight now. So, Hell yes. you know, I'm getting there. That being said, I, I don't know if all of the services are kind of like, you know, like flying stuff. My eyesight is mm. fucking atrocious. And so I don't <laughs> know if there's a certain point in which like they're like, uh, I, we can't guarantee glasses or contacts, you know, mm. during these times or mm. whatever, you know, depending on gear that might have to fit over your face or whatever. So it's possible that they're like, if you don't get LASIK surgery, you're like, you're out. Kind of I mean, thing, they have you know? those those uh, um, those glass that are, you know, the basic. I think goggles. you'd be fine. No, like the, um, like what nerd glasses are traditional stereotypically are because mm-hmm. those are the army like default glasses. Okay, I wasn't sure what that was. Okay. But that might that be just sense. like kids of that. the army people and mm. not the people. In, but like, I feel like, listen, the navy probably doesn't need you to have 2020 no i don't think so either i I think i was thinking more of like definitely i couldn't fly sure but i also probably wouldn't be able to go uh like on like field stuff like i probably couldn't be you know what i mean like i probably have to be somewhere a little bit more like desk job oriented more than like a radar operator if if i got drafted if i got drafted i imagine they would be like all right go do your basic training but like because you can wear glasses there but then like after that yeah you're never getting assigned to some other right. place. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, yeah, great. Thank you. Actually, I'm very thankful. I can't see why uh, that would I be also, a bad thing. You know, I'm assuming like just my shape uh, would also just truly get in the way. Like my, my, not like the shape of my body, but like how in shape I am. I mean, like, cause I imagine that like, if you can't do like five pushups, <laughs> they're probably like, buddy, this is just, I think they yell at you until desperate. you do, though. I'm pretty sure that's what boot camp <laughs> Well, that's also very possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that so maybe I'd get in. Maybe I'd get in as like a, uh, man, let's see about this guy. Um, who knows? Maybe I'd get in on like the Steve Rogers capacity, but not on any like, other. Uh, we, um, we, I guess we have to let you in. They're like flipping frantically through. Your, uh, I guess I don't see any. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess you have. Uh, yep. Yeah. We, we got to take you. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that they immediately take bets on how fast do you think this kid's going to die? Um, here's my other question. Uh, what is something that you have wanted so badly that you have tried for multiple times, but then never quite got it or got in or whatever? Like it could be like a club. It could like in, in school kind of thing. It could be theater stuff. It could, you know, whatever it might be. That is a good question. Uh, do you have an answer for this, James? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, the only thing uh, is uh, like radio prizes, radio mm. call-in prizes. I've definitely done the like, okay, wow. and hang up yeah. and call back and hang up and call back and whatever. Like college, I applied to once. Jobs, I applied to once. Graduate school, I applied to once. I am not a... Nothing is going to change in my mind if I apply again. So I don't... <laughs> do that probably to my own detriment but <laughs> radio radio call-in prizes um is is where where it's at for me nice i the only thing i can 
think of off the top of my head is um, I used to play uh, alto saxophone in in mm. uh, middle school, and I uh, I'm not a very talented person uh, with with regards to music. Um, so instead I worked really, 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 really hard. I would practice like every morning, um, you know, at the beginning of the, the school day, I'd come home, um, come to school practice for, you know, 30 minutes or so, um, before classes started. Uh, but I finally ended up, um, like I, my, uh, my, my band teacher saw me practicing so much and I auditioned to get into the high school band, high school jazz band, um, or maybe, no, it was a orchestral band, whatever. That's mm-hmm. not important. Um, and they, I wasn't good enough to get into the band, but the band teacher was like, Hey, Ty, you, I see you practicing all the time. We need a trombone player. If you switch to trombone, we'll let you in. Mm. I, however, my family could not afford to rent a trombone. Mm. So I ended up like bouncing out of it. And then I never got back into saxophone. Mm. Mm. Um, well, if any listeners out there are looking to get back into saxophone, please reach out to Jordan Reed. <laughs> Jordan Reed. Uh, you know, for private lessons. Um, Professor of saxophone. Reed mm-hmm. is his real last mm. name. Isn't yeah, that which is very like what a Apropos. what a like perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like I tried I tried multiple years to get onto the Forbes 30 out of 30. Um and it is a I mean, it's a cool thing. At the end of the day, it was a thing of if I could get on that list and they would always see like my name and then like the scavengers network, that would just immediately put eyes on the network every single time mm-hmm. I would have an accolade that would make people want to work with me kind of thing. And that could yeah. potentially pull everything forward and upwards. Yeah. Um, but it is something that I tried to do for multiple years and it got started because of no joke, a college project, uh, uh. for a marketing course where part of your project was like, how can you market yourself? Like what is something that you can work on to get yourself out there? And like, whatever it is that you do, and so I was like, okay, so part of like my plan that I brought to my teacher, my, he was like, this isn't big enough. You need to go bigger. So I was like, oh, oh wow. Go get what? your tuba. Yeah. And you're like, is this? Pretty much. Yeah. No, <laughs> but like I came back and I was like, you know, Griffin got the 30 under 30 and he'd even try, but like yeah. part of it, it, you get nominated, right? Yeah. Um, and the guy, here's the thing though, right? This is, this is a scandalous thing. He got it essentially because the person who nominated him was also one of the judges uh, who is one of the people who runs Polygon or used wow. to run Polygon? Wait a minute. Uh, so it was a little, little. There's nepotism, nepotism there. involved in the Forbes 30 under 30. I am scared. Yeah, pretty wild to think Wait, about, right? There's... Uh, <laughs> you actually can essentially not pay Forbes per se, right? But like you essentially can pay your way out of the Forbes 30 under 30. Interesting. And part of it is basically just like the Oscar stuff, right? You pay, you do like a paid campaign essentially, right? Yeah. Um, to like. You know, you pay for this like campaign, like you try and drum up all this business and all these like eyes on things to really make yourself seem you know impressive. I will say this is that my last possible year when I was 29, uh, I did actually move forward in the oh. process. I got nice. uh, a couple different emails, a couple of messages, like we had a few back and forth. So like I made it through a couple rounds that time. Nice. But I did not make it onto the list. Yeah. Uh, and 
it was both a thing where I was like, ah, you know, I don't care. Like it was, it was just a cool thing that could have happened, but I was also bitter enough that I did give Alex and myself little placards that are a uh, homemade journey, uh, 30 under thirties oh. presented to Colin M. Parker and, uh, Alex Taylor class of 2020. And it has, uh, the journey under 30 logo and the scavengers network logo on it. Uh, so I did do that because I was like, it's good you for hey, me. Actually, <laughs> I think that's more valuable because it's the award you gave yourself and you worked for it and you made it yourself because fuck Forbes. Yeah, there you go. Fair, fair. Also, fair. just real quick uh, tip yeah, for anyway. everyone. Uh, you can be in any magazine or win any award if you have enough money to give them. Oh, just, I mean, or pretty much. If yeah. you have uh, a glue stick. And a photo, Listen, a photo printer. Exactly. Exactly. That's a really good yeah. mentality. Do you yeah. have lots of money or a craft store? Any award you want. <laughs> Both start a All craft right. store. Oh. Yeah. And see, then you have a business, exactly. and then the business gets attention from... So it, it's cyclical, exactly. right? Um, anyway, thank you so much for, for playing along, gentlemen. Uh, that is all that I have for this episode. Uh, so, James, if you don't have anything else... Nope. Oh, yes, I do. I do. I do. I have a. Oh. I have a Avengers ensemble. <laughs> I was oh, going. Yeah, oh man! I was about to bring this to a screeching halt if you didn't have one. Okay. Of good. course. I do. Yeah. I have a, a whole note and everything. Okay. Just they're so quick. Here we go. Nervous okay, recruit yeah, doesn't do get it. a name because he didn't want to be in the army. It was played by a uh, a guy named Sam Hoar. We'll pronounce it Hoar. H O A A R E. Uh, he was in one episode of Pennyworth, which I include. Well, I mean, it's a comic book related thing, but I also think Harry Styles mm-hmm. is the main character, but he's probably not. Uh, and he was in the Golden Compass, um, oh. presumably mm. also nervous about being involved with uh, the Golden <laughs> Compass. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and uh, the 4F Doctor is played by a guy named Simon Kunz. Uh, he was on three episodes of Sherlock, one episode of the IT Crowd. He was in the Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan version. He was in Goldeneye. And four weddings and a funeral. Oh. And as we are finding out with many of the cast of this movie, he's British. So, like, that's yeah. why that film. A lot of British people. Yeah. And also, like, a lot of British people playing American yeah, people. Exactly. In this yeah. movie. Very Dominic weird. Cooper rolls deep. Like, he's like, yes. I got your extras. Let's go. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all his entourage. Those are all his homies. Let's go, Simon. Okay. Chip Pickett. I have a. Oh, sorry. Um, I have a, a quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. d- have you guys, and sorry if I'm jumping the gun on this, or if you've already covered it, have you guys covered Steve Rogers' body double? No. I know. I have. I have the IMDb up for him right now. Oh, I didn't want us. I, I thought about it earlier, and I didn't want us to miss him because we were talking so long about like how great the right. CGI was. Um, I wanted to give this guy his due. Avengers Ensemble. Um, Double edition, special edition. twin edition. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, we are looking at Leander Dini. Uh, I believe he's also British. Yeah. Um, he also plays the barman uh, in one scene later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't I? You'll keep an eye out for that. Sure will. Um, he, he was uh, in a show or a short called Part of Me, um, show uh, called Endeavor, Quercus, Private Waltz. Richard the Third, uh, Doctors, Holby City, Skins. Yep. This is one that's relevant for me because of my uh, my um, pandemic watching mm-hmm. Merlin, that TV show, mm. um, and Atonement. Ah, uh, but yeah, 
That's that. Uh, that's that's uh, the one that's where the kid sees the thing and then has to atone for it for the rest of her life. It's based on a book. <laughs> yes, he was a police constable. Yeah, that's not. That that's sounds, how you know oh. it's British because he's a constable. Uh, huh. That sounds uh, pretty British to me. You got it. You got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have constables here. You know what I mean? Like, we just have brutality. Ooh. Anyway, uh, sorry. You guys want to wrap this up and roll it? Yeah, yeah let's, let's wrap okay. this up and get to the next one. So, James, uh, if you could the... hit us up on social media. If you want to uh, follow this show on Twitter, you can go to our Twitter handle at TimelineScav. Uh, if you want to follow our network, you can follow them at ScavengersNet. That is the Scavengers Network. It's the part of the Twitter handle, but you add work to it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Unabashed James. Colin, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Hey, Ty, where can people follow you on Twitter should they want to? Which they will. Should they want to, they will. Because you've been delightful. Ah, uh, um, they should find me at SCQ Podcast. Uh, I also have a, a personal Twitter, um, which, you know, you can, you can track it down, but... Yeah. You should go to at SEQ podcast. Yeah. Make make that your your quest <laughs> to uh that is the solve that mystery. is your quest for today. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. hey, if you listen to this and you and you have a Twitter account and you don't follow me on Twitter after this, that's absolutely fine. I want you to watch the, listen to the show. That's the important <laughs> thing. Right. Screw Twitter. Mm-hmm. Go download an episode of there SEQ. You go. There you go. Side character quest. Hey, 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 we're doing recommendations on another That's your side episode. Oh, okay, quest, okay. Quest. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, <laughs> we have one more person we need to talk about on Twitter, and that is Nick Bramald, who does the intro music and outro music, which I assume is already coming up behind me. You can follow him on Twitter at nbramald. That is N-B-R-A-M-A. I'm going to go do that right now. D. And you can find him on his website at nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. I like the way you said that it's coming up behind you. Like, ooh, oh, he's right oh behind me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> so that is going to do it for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. I personally am going to stamp it 1A because it was one awesome show. And I am, <laughs> as always, James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. Hey, and it's me, Ty, this time. Excelsior. This world is a peaceful one. Plains, mountains, swamps, pines, cicadas sing, rivers flow, magic thrums through the air, and all of it's surrounded by a single massive wall, as ancient as history itself. So, you know, not that ancient. Thanks to the loss, prehistoric ain't all that long ago. Oh well, life is good, and assuming you don't mind the looming thread of a mysterious skeletal society. Side character quest. A D&D adventure, one player at a time. Some worlds need a hero. This one? Eh, might need a bit more than that. The Scavengers Network. 
creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.